Welcome to Quick Takes with Kevin, a weekly podcast about leadership, life, and ministry with Kevin Ezo, president of the North American Mission Board. Each week, Kevin will be focusing on how pastors can keep their souls healthy in the midst of the demands and challenges of everyday life. Now, here's your host, Kevin Ezel. Hey, I'm Kevin Ezel from NAM, and today I'm with my good friend Tom Rayner, who I had the privilege of being his pastor for several years before he went to Lifeway. Yeah. And so, uh, Tom, thank you for all your leadership and how you have have helped so many pastors through the years. I want just to bounce a few things uh, off of you. When well, it comes now, to but it. before you do that, Kevin, you've got to remind those who are watching this video that you are also my doctoral student. Uh, I was I was head of your doctoral committee, and you would not be Dr. Ezel if I were not sitting here and had signed a document. No, I love sitting under you as pastor, but I just I got to no, remind people that, that was key. And if you had not coached me on how to make it through that. Uh, uh, I would have never made it through. <laughs> You're exactly right. So no, I am I am incredibly grateful. Hey, I want to I want to ask uh, some particular things. You you always come off from leadership. You, you're confident, driven, but some guys when it comes to leadership, uh, they're almost like an approval addict. Yeah. They they only make decisions based on approval. You know, and uh, well, what would you say would be one of the biggest challenges of leading that way? You know, if you start leading for approval and by approval, the first thing that happens is you're basically putting your finger to the wind and saying, which way is the wind blowing? And then if you do that, you're not God-honoring because you're human-centered in what you're doing. You're seeking human approval. So when it's all said and done, it's not biblical to be human approval-centered, and it is also bad strategy as well because you begin to listen to all these opinions and Guess what? If you listen to one opinion, you'll probably listen to 100 or 200 different opinions, sure. and you don't have a specific direction where you need to go. Right. Of, of most people, you have such a unique blend. I don't know if many people know that you, used to, you were a banker, and you were a pastor, and you led Lifeway, and you've created different organizations. Hey, um, in doing that, what helped you stay focused on an audience of one, or just trying to, to please the Lord? I meant the Lord, not Nellie Joe. <laughs> but uh, what helped you stay focused and being healthy in that way? Because you seem to balance it really well. Well, first, first of all, there's a little bit of a facade. You're, you're assuming that I just got all these things together and I did everything well. Mm-hmm. The reality of it is, Kevin, there were many times that I was looking for approval and did not get it, and it dragged me down. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you many times that my leadership failed because I was listening to this person that was telling me to do this, or I was focused on that critic that was saying I shouldn't do this, and it would distract me from, from the major thing that I was doing. So right. if, if you ask the question, what are you doing right? Well, one of the things is I've learned from many of my mistakes. Right. And I have, I have sought approval really wrongly at many times. Yeah. I have sought the approval of men, women, et cetera, as a result of just wanting to get everybody on the same page and to make sure that I'm okay. Right. Well, I learned over the years that I cannot do that and focus on what, number one, God wants me to do, and number two, what's best for the organization. Who ultimately am I going to say yes to and who am I going to say no to because I'm seeking everyone's approval. But i got to be very clear, I really did not always get it right. Perhaps the thing I did do more than anything was learn from all of my mistakes and seeking approval. I always appreciate the transparency. I mean, you... uh even when you didn't get it right, and you said so, and 
Um, that's what's always refreshing about being around you. You're very real. Thank hey, you. look, you, you just transitioned out yes. of the position at Lifeway at a very young age. And so what is it when it comes to scorecards, like having a scorecard of, of your identity? I'm just saying your identity is something separate. Some guys get so consumed in a pastorate or a role that, that it, and when they leave that, they, they're kind of, um, they, they can't find their sea legs because their identity was completely in a role. How, how do you keep the right scorecard or have you uh, had a good healthy uh, sense of identity apart from a position? Does that make sense? It makes sense and I, I really I want to go back to first comment you made in this particular segue. Yeah. You said I'm a very young person. Yeah, I said you're. I'm you're 63 years old, dude. That's that's, a, that's antiquity. No, that, that's that's old. That's young though to be transitioning. I mean, you know, we know some of the Southern Baptist conventions stay on a lot longer. <laughs> yes. And so, I mean, you you've done it at a healthy time. I'm just saying, sometimes I think uh, because their identity is so consumed with what they do, they just cannot let go. Um, there, 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 have been, there have been different ways that I've approached this. We will always say, and it's going to be the biblically correct thing to say, Kevin, that our identity is in Christ. Yeah, everybody says, sure, my identity is in Christ. Mm -hmm. But, okay, how do you affect that? How do you carry that out on a regular basis? Well, first of all, yeah, my identity is in Christ, but my, also my primary identity outside of Christ is husband to Nellie Joe. Right. Is dad to Sam Art and Jess, right. and his granddad, don't ask me to name all 11, I'll never remember all 11 of the grandchildren. But after my identity in Christ, my identity is with, I think I just added up 14, 15 people. Yeah. If that is where my identity is, is, a, is first of all in Christ, and then as a dad, then as a granddad, and as a husband as well, that means I don't have to have identity in Lifeway. My family is more important right. than Lifeway. I don't have to have an identity in what I've written or, or what I've where yeah. I've spoken. I don't have to have my identity in so-called accomplishments or anything like that. Yeah. Because first of all, my identity is in Christ, and then Christ says to put the family first. Sure. That's that's really where I've been anchored more than anything. Right. And we were talking earlier in another question about approval. If I want approval, the wrongly or rightly, the people I want approval from more than anything are Nellie, Joe, Sam, Martin, Jess, and they give it to me the least. But right. at least, <laughs> seriously, right. they're, they're, no, they're, they're, they're honest with me. And so because I've been rooted in, in family being such a priority, that has, been, that has been where my identity is, first in Christ, and right. then Christ within my family. Right. Well, now that you've transitioned from Lifeway, yeah. I thought that would be a good chance for you just to let guys, and I know you've shared this publicly in different venues, but now it would be a good uh, to let them know what you're doing. Uh, I mean, you're not going to be a Walmart greeter or, or uh, work at the hospital on Tuesdays and Thursdays. What is it you're going to do now that you transitioned out of Lifeway? I'm going to stand at a door and I'm going to say, welcome to Church Answers. <laughs> <laughs> I am, uh, I am involved in two organizations. One is called Church Answers, and it's basically a place to mentor pastors and other leaders right. digitally and in other ways. And it's my, my passion in my heart is for leaders of the local church. And so I'll be spending a lot of time, am spending a lot of time there. Then we have a nonprofit sister organization called Revitalize Network. NAM is, right. a, NAM is a partner in that, and right. we are working together. Here, first of all, my passion is leaders at the local church level, leader pastors and other staff people. But to do what? 
to revitalize the local church. I love what NAM is doing in church planning. I love what you're doing to help churches get healthier. And I love the fact that I can walk alongside of y'all and we're saying, yeah. okay, there are churches that really need revitalization. Depending upon how you count it, somewhere between 70% and 90% of all churches need some type of level of revitalization. Right. And that's my heart. My, my heart is at the local church. My heart is for these leaders, but also for those congregations. Right. And so Revitalized Network is an organization where people come together, organizations come together, and churches come together where we're working together for the greater health of churches. Right. And I don't know how many years God's going to give me as long as I have a breath to breathe and a life to live. Right. That's where I want to spend my time, and that's where I'm passionate. Looking forward to that. Well, thanks, brother. I so appreciate your partnership, but mo most of all, your friendship. Same here, and you, you make you make the journey fun. Thanks, you too appreciate as well. You. Thanks for joining us for Quick Takes with Kevin. Each week, Kevin will visit with pastors and leaders as they talk about the challenges they face and the lessons they've learned in balancing faith, family, and ministry. Thank you for being with us.